All right, here you go, a free pre-roll, but not the kind you can smoke, the kind where we advertise. This episode is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. That's right, everybody always says, Rasta Jeff, where can we get your seeds? Where can we grab the new drop? The answer is always SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure you check out SeedsHereNow.com for Crypto Wednesdays, James Bean's Vault, and of course, the easy peasy credit card checkout. To catch your latest drops from your favorite breeders, check out SeedsHereNow.com. If you can't figure out if you're way too high for this shit or not high enough for this shit, go ahead and click subscribe. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 779 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about my strain, Jack Tripper. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to a longtime supporter and a good friend, my buddy Godfather Kush. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Grow Dad and Soul to Bowl. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to James Brown and Fruggle Rock. Let's send a big fist bump to Jeff O. I want to send a thank you shout out to Green County Grower. Let's send a big fist bump to my buddy Trollin. I want to send a thank you shout out to Rick Robinette. Let's send a big thank you to my buddy Ivan M. I want to send a thank you shout out to Rasufa. Then let's send a big old Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Sam Heads. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. All right, I don't want to waste too much time here at the top of the show, so let's jump right into talking about my strain, Jack Tripper. Um, a lot of people are going to ask right away, did you name this strain after the character from Three's Company? And the answer is yes, I absolutely did. Uh, when I was a little kid, I grew up with my mom watching Three's Company. I will always remember that song, come and knock on our door, and now it's going to be stuck in your head too. You are welcome, but that is totally where I got the name Jack Tripper. It is a Jack the Ripper cross. It had to have Jack something in there. It gets me so high that I feel like I'm in a psychedelic vortex. Jack Tripper, Jack the Ripper. It was freaking perfect. So let's talk more about Jack Tripper. I really like this strain because uh, it tastes like a refreshing lemon terp with some chemicals and crazy funk to it. And I really do enjoy that. It's got its own unique lemon candy. We're going to talk a lot about that lemon flavor but I really love this psychedelic buzz that I get from it. I talk about like when you take a dab or a fat bong rip of it, and that's something we should talk about too. The flavors and aromas are totally different in the concentrates than in the flowers in this product. But when you hit it, the buzz is the same. I feel like it unzips the top of my head and just butterflies and rainbows and psychedelic colors and spirals and musical notes and all kinds of shit just flies out of my head. Crazy ideas go into my head. This is like psychedelic, really thought-provoking, brain-spinning, uh, almost panic-inducing weed for some people, and I really, really do enjoy that. It's kind of like a time warp. I can smoke a little bit of Jack Tripper, and I'll think it's been five minutes, but the next thing I know, it's been all day, and I haven't done shit except scroll on my phone and mess around in the house and not get anything done. So 
I really like that kind of buzz. It's super intense for me. Um, it just makes me, it's got some blinders to it. And I feel like I'm just in my own freaking psychedelic world with it. So let's talk a little bit about the parents of Jack Tripper. What makes up a Jack Tripper plant? This was made with a lemon skunk female. My lemon skunk female is from Greenhouse Seed Company. Um, I'm not sure how much I've talked about this lemon skunk plant. The seed, I grew it from seed. The seed was a gift to me from a person um, in probably 2008, I think I was gifted these seeds. I think it was my birthday 2008 or Christmas 2008. Right around there uh, is when I got these seeds. It was the pack of greenhouse, uh, greenhouse Seed Company seeds that come in the disc. And I say they look like birth control pills because it's a circle and there's multiple seeds in there and they're all different colors and they are all color coded to what strain they are. There was a strawberry haze in there or a strawberry, yeah, strawberry haze, uh, lemon skunk. There was an amnesia haze. There were a few different things in this six pack or five pack of seeds from Greenhouse Seed Company. And I had this one seed of lemon skunk to grow and it was amazing. I loved it from all the way from the beginning of the grow. I could tell that this plant was going to be special. It grew more quickly than everybody else. It had a great aroma. It looked really appealing. So that is a lemon skunk from Greenhouse Seed Company. We're going to talk more about that one as we go. The male plant from this one, oh, also that is the same lemon skunk plant that makes up Lemon Jeffrey. Just to give you an idea of some of the flavors and aromas that will carry through, that is the lemon skunk that does make the Lemon Jeffrey plant. Now, the male plant I used in this mix is a Jack the Ripper male from TGA Subcool Seeds. Uh, big up, shout out, rest in peace to my buddy Subcool. I wanted to work with the uh, the Jack the Ripper cross. I was given permission from Miss Jill to work with the Jack the Ripper, uh, and I made a lot of great things. I wanted to definitely pollinate my lemon skunk with it because I knew, um, did I get to the goal yet? Yeah, the goal is the next part. Um, I knew that I wanted to make that lemon lime dryer sheet terp sort of a thing, and I knew that the buzz would be fucking tremendous. I was looking for that limonene, terpenaline terp, and possibly hoping that the THCV would carry from the Jack the Ripper. Some of the phenotypes will achieve that, although I don't lab test a lot of my stuff. I've got to let other companies do that, other growers, uh, because here in Colorado, personal growers can't lab test. But I made it because I was looking for the lemons, uh, the limes, and the dryer sheet terp, and I absolutely achieved that. We'll talk about that a lot. Uh, I was hoping for that extreme head buzz, that crazy, crazy head buzz that comes with it. Uh, and I got that. Both of the strains, the Jack the Ripper and the Lemon Skunk, have a good head buzz. This gave me a really nice head buzz with some blinders. Um, it's like when you put the blinders on a horse and they can't see what's beside them. That's how I feel after I smoke this stuff. Uh, it's also got a nice euphoric buzz to it, some creativity, some psychedelic feelings to it, uh, a little floatiness to it. If you smoke enough, I do enjoy that. And that lemon dryer sheet flavor is just, you can't stop that. All right. Um, more of the flavors. I wrote down... Funky Skunk Lemonade, Lemon Lime Candy, Limeade, Lemon Cleaner, and Dryer Sheets are the specific flavors and aromas that I wrote down for this podcast. Now let's talk about the buzz. I keep talking about this psychedelia. It goes straight to your head. When I smoke Jack Tripper, if it's a dab, if it's a bong rip, if it's a joint, I feel it. It goes into my lungs. It's like, or however you're going to do it. Maybe it's a Puffco. You just sit there and suck on it. But either way, when it gets into my lungs, I feel it go, I'm in here, I'm in here. And then it goes, and it spreads out across my chest, but then it goes straight up into my brain and my eyes go, and they get all heavy and red. And then I start feeling my heartbeat start going, until suddenly it feels like my heart's going, in the best of ways. I like a good panicky weed. It might be a little bit for some people. It might be too much for some people. I like a good panicky weed. If I walk into Walmart or Target, or anywhere, and I go, huh, this is great. 
I'm not high enough. I got to walk into Target and go, I'm too fucking high to be in here. I need an adult. That's when I know that I did it right. So I like that good panicky weed. All right, where were we? I had to pause for a technical difficulty. I have regrouped and I think I'm back on track. If I do remember correctly, I was talking about the buzz that I did achieve from this strain. I noticed it goes straight to my head. Sometimes it gives me the wobbly eyes. If you've ever been on the school bus or on the bus as a kid, or maybe even as an adult, maybe in the car, uh, one time I leaned my head on the window of the school bus and the tire vibration coming up through the car made it vibrate real good and it made my vision go up and down like I was on a dirt road. Sometimes the jack tripper will give you the, the eye vibrate, the, the dirt road bumpy vision. Uh, it's nothing to be worried about. I kind of enjoy it. I like it when shit happens when I smoke because I smoke so much that I got to get some sort of effect, like something different and unique to really uh, to really notice it. I also, I wrote down that I get uh, intense, deep, introspective thoughts. It's a very long lasting buzz and it definitely has what I call no ceiling. I call it no limit weed. A lot of things that I smoke, I can smoke so far and get myself so lit and that's as far as I'm gonna go. It's got a peak, it's got a maximum. I maxed out, I've reached my saturation point. There is something with the Jack Tripper that there is no end. I can just keep smoking and I can put myself in a full-on fear state of being too stoned, too high, too panicky. If that's what I choose to do, I can achieve that with Jack Tripper. So that is the buzz. That is the consumption. We've got the flavors, the aromas. All right, so let's talk about actually growing these plants. A lot of people are going to grow these plants. Uh, let's talk about some of the different phenotypical variation and phenotypes which we may see. Uh, the obvious distinctions between these phenotypes, I'm going to call them the lemon skunk phenotypes and the Jack the Ripper phenotypes. You're going to see some Jack the Ripper really close phenotypes. You're going to see some lemon skunk phenotypes and you're going to see some perfect right in the middles. That's basically how it appears when you start breeding and making F1s. You see uh, the mom, the dad, and everything in between. And then also you may see some weirdos in there. Some of those weirdos that pop up are very longer flowering phenotypes that do get tall and skinny. They're easily identifiable early in flower. If you don't want a super long flowering phenotype, you will notice those are the plants to call the tall, super skinny ones. If they're not boys, they're going to take a real long time. So obviously there's the lemon skunk phenotype and the Jack the Ripper phenotype. The Jack the Ripper, uh, the flowers from the Jack the Ripper phenotype are more dense. It's a tighter, more compact bud structure, more of a pine cone shape, like a long, elongated, extended, stretched out pine cone. Uh, those are more lime aromas. The lemon skunk is less dense, maybe a little bit more. I'm not going to say fluffy, just not as tight and as dense and rock hard as the Jack the Ripper phenotype. If you've got a phenotype that's a little fluffier, a little looser, a little more airy, that is going to be lemon skunk leaning. Those will also have more of the lemon candy aromas and flavors. Now, this lemon candy flavor isn't like lemon peels. It's not like straight up sour lemons. It's more like if you had a, a box or a bag of or a jar even of country time lemonade powder and you just opened it and got a good smell out of it. That soft lemon candy, lemon sorbet sort of aroma. That's what comes from this lemon skunk, and that's what you're going to get in the cross. The Jack Tripper puts out a lot of that aroma. Those are the lemon skunk dominant phenotypes. The lemon skunk has the lemon skunk phenotypes have more node spacing. You'll notice some of the phenotypes they go up and they curve to the right, and then they'll make a node there. Then they'll curve to the left and make a node there. Uh, it's kind of a jagged left and right alternating pattern. That is from the lemon skunk. You'll notice if the plant goes straight up and spits branches out of the middle, left and right, left and right, alternating, 
That is the Jack the Ripper, the more classic plant look that you're used to. The lemon skunk grows up and it like moves out of its way. It's, it curves to the right and then it'll shoot another shoot out of where it curved from. And then it'll go up and curve back left and make another shoot where it curved from. And it just goes straight up doing that continuously. Those will branch out. Those will catch up and branch out, but it does branch a little differently than a lot of plants. The Jack the Ripper phenotypes tend to branch out more like a Christmas tree, more like that classic ganja plant that you're used to seeing, that sativa leaf, sativa plant that you always see pictures of. That is going to be the Jack the Ripper type phenotype. The more Christmas tree structure, tighter node spacing, not as elongated spaces between the nodes. You'll definitely notice that. If you've got long spacing between your inner nodes, that is definitely coming from the lemon skunk. You're going to get that lemon skunk trait. Um, the, Jack, the Jack the Ripper pheno is probably more ideal for commercial grows just because it's it's basically easier to grow and those buds are a little bit more uh, more commercial uh, friendly, more appealing, more bag appeal is what I'm trying to say. Um, the lemon skunk pheno is connoisseur weed. That is great herb, but it's not as appealing for dispensary herb because it's not as dense as a lot of the dispensaries would like it to be. Uh, once it gets thrown in the jar, the bag and treated like commercial weed and abused, it kind of the buds don't hold as well. So you might want the Jack the Ripper phenotype better for your dispensary, for your commercial grow. If you're making concentrates, you want that fluffy phenotype all day. The phenotype I like, it's kind of a 50-50 mix that leans. So I guess it can't be 50-50 if it leans one way. I'm going to say it's like 60-40, the lemon skunk. It's got the lemon skunk flavor, the lemon skunk kind of structure with the Jack the Ripper limes and potency to it. Uh, there's just, I can, I can spot both of them. I can taste it. I can see it because I've worked with both of these plants so much, but it's got a thicker stalk and it kind of does the left, right, uh, the shimmy, the, the shuck and jive, the Axel Rose, if you want going left and right, this plant kind of does that, uh, but it makes long side branching and it branches out really well. So it's got the left, right, but then it spits out a lot of menorah type branches. It does get one giant major top. We'll talk about that in a moment here. Uh, the main stock gets super thick and then it almost does, I want to say almost it looks like it's webbing. So most cannabis plants, when they go up and they shoot off another branch, it just looks like that branch is coming out of the stock and it just makes a nice branch. Some of these phenotypes will do almost a web-like look and it doesn't appear at the top part of the, of the node, at the intersection, if you will. It happens more at the base where the branch comes out. So it's hard to describe without drawing or showing you a picture, but I'm going to do my best here with the power of words. Most of the time, like I said, the stalk will go straight up. Then the branch will come out at like a 45 degree, just sticking right out of it. At that 45 degree, it just looks like an angle there on the top and the bottom. It just looks like you just put two sticks together. With the lemon skunk phenotype, sometimes the bottom part of that, it looks really clean. Instead of just an angle, it looks like you kind of took a decorative piece of trim and stuck it in that angle and curved out the angle a little bit. Almost, maybe the best way I can describe it is this thing between your finger and your thumb. It doesn't just go finger thumb. There's this weird webbing in there. The plants kind of do that as well, but it's on the bottom part. So it would be this way. If you're making the, if making a seven, it'd be down here is where that happens. So uh, that shows up. If you see that, that's not a problem. That's a good phenotype. I enjoy that phenotype. That passes so much of that lemon candy, lemon um, sorbet, sort of a soft country time lemonade powder, lemon heads kind of a thing. That phenotype with that webbing in there, that's going to have that a lot in my experience. You're also going to see long skinny leaves with long petioles. Those leaves stick out of the buds maybe an inch, inch and a half, maybe two inches before you even get a leaf. 
a lot of the phenotypes, if you do see the phenotype that produces a small bud cluster on the petiole, so you'll have a leaf, you'll have a bud, just let's say the microphone's the bud, you got your big bud, then you got leaves sticking out of the sides, right? Just like this. Sometimes, I'm gonna go this way so you can see, sometimes some of the leaves will make a little bud cluster right here, just on top of the leaf at the middle where the fingers all start coming out, where the petiole and the leaves separate and meet. Uh, you'll get a little tiny nug cluster there. That is not a problem. That is not rare. Uh, that is because that plant is super happy. The plants will do that when they were happy, when they are happy. I've noticed a lot of Jack the Ripper crosses do that when they are happy about life. Things with Jack the Ripper in there. I noticed it when Subcool was putting out seeds. I grew a lot of Subcool stuff. If I would get some of his stuff just right, it would put out those little bud clusters right in the petiole. I'm pretty sure that's coming from Jack the Ripper is what causes that because Subcool got it. I got it. The commonality there, of course, is that Jack the Ripper. So you'll see those long, thin leaves with thin petioles. Now, there are two different types of leaves that come from these plants. They're both long, skinny, very serrated leaves. However, the Jack the Ripper phenotype doesn't have a canoe-type shape to the leaf. I know that may be uh, vague and hard to figure out, but let me elaborate a little bit. The Jack the Ripper has more of a classic cannabis serration leaf. It's just got the five fingers that come out. They're serrated. They're super skinny, but it just looks like a ganja leaf. The lemon skunk, the leaf will get real skinny at the base and it gets kind of wider in the middle and then it gets real skinny and has a nice curve to the shape of the leaf. The Jack the Ripper does not have that. So that's one good indicator of which way your phenotype is leaning. If you've got that curved leaf or just a leaf that just goes out and in, you'll be able to tell the difference. If you've got that curved leaf, you'll definitely know what I'm talking about. Most of these phenotypes are going to make beautiful, bright green colors with bright, bright green pistols. They are beautiful and they smell amazing. Now, since I'm talking about phenotypes, I'm going to give this disclaimer that I give a lot. I told you my favorite phenotype is the one with the thick stalk, the one that gets the webbing, uh, the one that gets that real big fat top cola and smells like crazy lemon candy and limes. That's the phenotype for me. That plant is also not the easiest plant in the world to grow. There are easier phenotypes amongst this cross that you could pull out of there and have much better success with, with less effort if you're not as experienced of a grower. So that the phenotype I love may not be the phenotype that you are going to fall in love with. Don't let me tell you which phenotype is the best. I'm telling you what I like. I've made this analogy before. I've driven you to the Jack, the tri uh, the Jack Tripper restaurant now you've got to choose off the Jack Tripper menu which meal you want there. I'm going to get this meal. You get that meal. We may we want the same restaurant, but we might want slight different variations in our entree. So that's up to you to decide. Um, the lemon skunk phenotypes are a little more picky at growing. That's what I keep leading up to. The lemon skunk phenotypes are a little bit more challenging. The Jack the Ripper phenotypes, simple to grow. Anybody could do that. The, Jack tri uh, the lemon skunk phenotypes are a little deceiving. Sometimes... If you upset them just a little teeny tiny bit, the leaves will turn super yellow. Some of the leaves will fall off. They'll start drooping and they'll look like shit. This plant just, it'll recover. It does well, but it just goes into fucking panic mode for no reason. If you just look at it wrong, if you fart near it, if you sneeze in the grow room, some of the leaves might just come off of this plant. It's finicky. It's picky, but it is worth it. The medicine, the product that that plant produces, the concentrates that come from these plants are so worth the extra work that it does take. The Jack the Ripper phenotype will take anything you throw at it. You can top it, you can scrog it, pinch it, pop it, twist it, lollipop it, uh, anything you want to do to it, it will take it. She takes defoliation very well, but 
Do not over defoliate that lemon skunk phenotype. The one that looks more lemon skunky, the less uh, dense buds, more airy buds, those longer leaves. Don't over defoliate that one because she doesn't make a lot of leaves anyway. She really wants the leaves that are there. If you take them off, it will piss her off. And when you do start pissing her off, it takes a minute for her to recover. She will come back, but she does take a little bit. If you don't top the lemon skunk phenotype, you get one giant, giant glory bud. I recommend topping these plants unless you want to do short sea of green plants. I do recommend topping all of these plants. Uh, spread them out real far. It will be helpful. They like a lot of airflow. Let's prevent some mold because the buds are going to get giant. Um, so if you don't top them, they're going to get giant, giant top colas. You're going to have a room full of giant tops. Even if you do spread this out, trellis it properly, you're going to get a bunch of giant tops in the room. Pay attention to your VPD laden flower. As these plants get larger, they will transpire and respirate more. There'll be more moisture in the air. You may need to increase CO2, uh, decrease humidity. You're going to have giant buds. You're going to have giant plants. You don't want to risk the uh, run the risk of getting mold inside of these giant buds. So do pay attention to your VPD later in flower. I've never had a jack tripper plant mold up on me, but I've had some giant buds that have made me worried about it. So I always reduce that VPD just a little bit, get it a little drier in the room, get more airflow, pay attention to stuff like that. If you could top it, if you could spread it out, uh, instead of getting one giant bud, get a whole bunch of buds amongst the room, I would recommend that. If you're gonna go for just a bunch of glory buds, grow small plants and flower them very quickly. Let me catch up on my notes here. Don't overwater these plants. These plants do not like to be overwatered. They do not like to sit in water. Um, sometimes when I go out of town or if I'm doing a holiday thing, I will simply overwater and just leave a little bit of water in the tray so that I can buy myself two or three days more time. These plants do not respond very well to that at all. They'll get pissy. They'll get yellow. They'll start slowing down. They'll get droopy. The leaves will fall off and turn yellow on you. Don't do that stuff to these plants. They get very, very pissy. Some of these plants are perfect to uh, top them, scrog them out, fill a scrog net. You will find some phenotypes in here that are beautiful for a sea of green method. You'll get that one big glory bud, trim off most of the side branching, get all that lateral branching out of the way, cram a bunch of them in real tight, pack the room. You could pack a lot of weight in one room if you fill it correctly. Most of these phenotypes are going to make giant baseball bat colas. The mom plant made giant buds and the father plant made giant buds. All of the other phenotypes of the Jack the Ripper made giant buds. You're going to get giant baseball bat, donkey dick, colas out of these plants. You're going to need some sort of supports. I recommend a trellis. I always recommend a trellis. Spread them out a little bit. But maybe some sticks, maybe some tomato cages. These will need some sort of support. They're going to get big and beefy. Most of these phenotypes, if not all of them, are going to triple in size before they finish flowering. That's right, they're going to triple. If you've got six feet of grow space and you've got to keep in mind space between the light, I'm going to say that your grow light is seven to eight feet high. That gives you six feet of vertical space to grow in. I would recommend you flower these plants when they are two feet tall. If you're giving them proper light, proper nutrients, good airflow, if you take good care of them, these plants will triple in size before they are done flowering. So be prepared. Be prepared for tall plants. Don't expect just short plants that are just going to grow and finish. I'm telling you now, they're going to get tall as shit. Be ready for that. Some of the phenotypes do like to branch out quite a bit, so possibly be prepared for branchy plants. But they are going to get tall. They are going to take up a lot of space. Some of them may be a little bit lanky on you. Most of the phenotypes, that long lanky arm, if you don't lollipop too much and trim too much up too low, 
all of that space will fill in. It will all fill in with big, fat, chunky nuggets. So don't clean up too much of them on the bottom. One thing I definitely recommend is flower the first run early. Don't be too stuck on having a major, huge harvest on your first crop. Focus your first run with these plants on just learning what they do and how tall they are going to get and finding your phenotype. Find out how tall it's going to get, then run it big the second time, third time. Build a relationship with the plant at that rate. These plants are super easy to trim. They don't produce a lot of large leaves. And all of the sugar leaf on there, all the small leaf, whatever you guys want to call it, in your location, wherever you are, all of that leaf is going to be so frosty that if you're making concentrates, don't waste time cutting that off of there. You can do a pre-harvest defoliation by taking off all of the giant leaves. Any leaf with a petiole right before harvest, pull that shit off. Get that off of there. Then chop down the plants, let them dry for a few days and go back and just manicure all that small leaf off and keep that small leaf and make edibles or concentrates out of it because all of the leaves on these plants are coated in trichomes. So they're super easy to trim. They make amazing concentrates, super delicious, uh, almost panic-inducing concentrates. If you make rosin, if you make BHO, uh, any type of concentrates, if you're just pressing it, uh, if you're making bubble, however you do it, these concentrates will give you that like straight to the eye, straight to the head where you're like, Ah, shit, man, I'm too high for this. What's going on? And nothing's going on, man. You're just high, bro. I really like it. It's like sweaty palms, sweaty armpit kind of weed. You're like looking for your keys and shit, but your keys are in your hand. Like that's, that's definitely the kind of herb that this is. Now I've talked about phenotypes. We've talked about the buzz. We've talked about the flavors and aromas. Let's talk a little bit about feeding these plants. One thing I've really noticed with the Jack Tripper plants is they tend to like a little bit higher pH than most of the things I breed and grow. Most of the time, I feed my plants a pH somewhere between 6.1 and 6.4. I run in a soilless mix. I mix up my nutrient, throw my pH pen in there. I like 6.1 to 6.4 is usually where I aim for. These plants seem to act better in 6.6. I was noticing something just wasn't right, so I just increased that pH just a little bit. They were not uptaking nutrients. Increase that, increase that pH just a little bit. Guess what? The little fuckers took off and started eating everything I was giving them. I'm not sure if it was potassium or calcium that they were lacking, but one of them was not uptaking uh, in their late veg phase, early flower phase. As soon as I increased that pH, they took right the fuck off and started eating everything I was feeding them. There were no feed problems at all. So maybe uh, if you're experiencing any issues with these plants, a little bit of yellowing, a little bit of slowed growth, Increase that pH just a little bit. My experience, I grew these plants. Most of my grow is usually in a soilless mix. I'm not super picky about the soilless mix I buy. I like to buy, especially since we had all these fucking shipping delays and everything was weird and my local grow shop closed down. So I got to drive fucking to another city right now to buy soil or soilless mix. I buy what they've got a lot of, what will fill my needs because sometimes what I like and what I prefer is not there. So I try to be flexible and adapt to what I can get. I'm getting soilless mix. I think I was using HP Pro Mix with the mycorrhiza this time because that's simply what was available. I feed it new millennium bottled nutrients with a little bit of recharge. Uh, I like to put plus life in there. Uh, during the boosting phase, I like to give it, what's the one I always forget the name of you guys. You guys know what I'm talking about. People are yelling at their fucking phones right now saying that product is called Budswell. Rasta Jeff Budswell is the other product I like to use. And then I add some shine in there. Um, of course, some fulvic acid, some ruby. Um, and then a few other small things in there, maybe some green sensation. You never know what I might be adding in. But in my soilless mix, I noticed they did prefer a little bit high pH, like a 6.6. .6. Um, they seem more green and just healthier and more active at that higher pH.
pH. The plants seem to like most of these grow styles. I saw pictures of these plants being grown on a five by five table. Uh, the, what is it when you uh, flood to drain table? Uh, they were just recycling the flood to drain water. They had uh, rockwool cubes on there. These plants from the base of that rockwool cube up to the tip of these plants was just all nuggets. I was fucking impressed with that. Uh, let's talk a little bit. So these plants seem to like the hydro is something that I'm leading at. They like soilless mix. They like hydro. They seem to like anything. Um, they like a humid room, but be careful late in flower because the buds are going to get huge. These are tropical plants. Uh, they got that skinny leaf and they tend to react very well to a little bit of a humid room, more humid than usual, but be careful because you're going to get big chunky buds at the end. These plants also like a lot of light. I've never burned these plants with my LEDs. I'm running uh, Canon LEDs in one room and I get these plants fairly close and they have never been burned from the LEDs. These plants do act very well and react very well to just conventional light cycles. I usually run 18.6 or 19.5 for my veg. They liked that very well. They like 12.12 or 11.13 very well. One thing I noticed, they don't seem to like modified or alternate light schedules. You guys notice I've been talking about different light schedules on my podcast. Don't do that to Jack Tripper. They don't seem to like it. Um, they like moderate feeding. Too much nitrogen in the flowering phase will give these plants what I call the spiral staircase. I talk about this often. In my opinion, if you overfeed your plants too much nitrogen in the beginning, they start to stretch a little bit. And when the bud starts forming, it doesn't cluster up here and cluster up here and meet. It starts doing a little bud here, a little bud here, a little bud here, and it just does the spiral staircase. It never stacks properly. They never meet up the way that they should. They don't form properly. Uh, that's just from overfeeding. That is my opinion. So don't overfeed these plants. Some of these phenotypes, uh, they'll kind of stretch out too much if you overfeed them, but some of them will get fingery and foxtaily and start making little nubs on the buds and little fisty shaped buds that don't look pretty. So don't overfeed those. Jack Tripper plants are going to take, honestly, 10 or more weeks to finish. If you are not ready for a 10-week plant, don't commit to Jack Tripper seeds. These are labeled 10-plus weeks. You're looking at 70 to 77, maybe more days to finish these plants. Most of the phenotypes are done around day 72. There are outliers. There are always outliers. There may be earlier. There may be later, but prepare for 72 to 75 solid days before these plants are ready to harvest. I know I say this a lot when I talk about harvest times, but it's very important to let these plants finish. These plants really do something extra in the last week of flowering. They really put on some density. They really bulk up a little bit. While you're waiting for those trichomes, they look like they're ready. They look like they're ready. They're just not ready. Give them time to get ready because they're bulking up. They're adding more weight. They're getting better as you wait. Don't be impatient with these plants. Let them finish. If you give these plants the opportunity to finish, you will see right at the end, they do bulk up and beef up just a little bit extra on their own. Don't change anything. Do what you normally do. You'll notice that they do finish up quite nicely. All right, that basically wraps up my report on Jack Tripper, but I do have one more detail I want to address in this episode. When people are shopping for seeds, they often ask me, what is the difference between John Lemon and Jack Tripper? They're quite similar. They're also quite different. Let's talk about both of these strains. Like I've mentioned, Jack Tripper is a lemon skunk female and a Jack the Ripper male. You get a lot of soft candy lemon flavors. Now let's talk a little bit about John Lemon. That is a sour diesel female and a BC lemon skunk male. So you're getting a lot of that 
sour lemon flavor, but there's also a funky diesel thing to it. So the main differences in these two strains are going to be that the Jack Tripper is more of a soft lemon candy, lemon sorbet, country time lemonade, gentle lemon candy sort of a flavor. The John Lemon is more of a lemon peel, sour lemons, astringent, kind of a pissy cat piss, kind of a funky, sour, gross, but delicious lemon aroma and flavor. So if you like that lemon candy, I recommend Jack Tripper. If you're into the pissy sour lemons, I will re recommend John Lemon. And when I say pissy sour lemons, I know that sounds gross, but if you're a cannabis connoisseur, you know how delicious that really is. All right, that is my report on Jack Tripper. If you're looking for a pack of Jack Tripper, of course you can get those at iredirect.com. Every pack of Jack Tripper will come with a freebie tester pack plus another bonus tester pack. I do promise you the one freebie tester. That does not count as the freebies I send with every order. I also add extra shit. I feel like if I advertise you get a pack of seeds with a free pack of seeds attached to it, that's part of the purchase. Then on top of that, I'm gonna give you freebie shit just to surprise you because I like the look on your face when you get extra shit you weren't expecting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. My email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Please reach out. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if I missed anything, if you want to correct anything. Don't be shy. I love making friends. Everything else you could possibly need is at my website, iregenetics.com. There's a link to get the seeds. There's a link to Discord. There's a link to the Patreon. Everything is there, iregenetics.com. That's all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back next week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, Potent Ponic Steve. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.